In the wake of the tragic murder of Amir Locke, the Minnesota Association of Black Lawyers has really taken issue uh, with this no-knock warrant. Joining us this morning is Frank Abaonu. He is the president of the association. Good morning. And what stance is the Association of Black Lawyers taking with regard to no-knock warrants? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. And, um, I, you know, I just want to start off by saying again, condolences to um, uh, Amir Locke's family. I know this is a tough time and being being a hashtag is not necessarily something the family would want. Um, but so I want to make sure that they know that we uh, send our condolences to them. I think this, this has sort of brought up um, some overarching issues with our criminal justice system. It, it seems to be over-policing of BIPOC populations and outcomes that literally result in the murder of black and brown people. So, um, you know, we feel that there needs to be um, a revised uh, revisions in the policies that the Minneapolis Police Department and Minnesota Police Departments in general take, specifically with no-knock warrants. I mean, the situation that this creates, um, you know, precipitates dangerous outcomes for citizens and police officers. So we think there needs to be serious revision with no-knock warrants, particularly not using them um, unless really extreme circumstances. But honestly, I think in this case, there needs to be a, um, a ban on no-knock warrants. Well, Frank, there are some folks who would argue on the uh, juris- on the legislative side that perhaps, or even the police department, that this was an extenuating circumstance and that this particular no-knock warrant was warranted. What do you say? You know, it, it's twofold. I, I, I don't want to be someone who sort of, you know, straddles one side and people say, well, can't you see our point of view? Um, you know, there's, I forgot who who did the stats on this, but with no-knock warrants, it results in about eight to ten murders a year um, of, you know, unintended murders. Um, and when we're thinking about this, most of us <laughs> look and say, well, who were the ones getting murdered? And, and then for the most part, it's those who are black and brown. Um, in this circumstance, right, we look at this and, you know, they were doing this warrant to help uh, the St. Paul Police Department for a homicide investigation. So on its face, you go, yeah, that that does seem like it's warranted. I know there's there's current bill with the Senate that says no-knock warrants should be limited to just murder one um, cases, hostage, kidnappings, and, and that seems to be situations that, are where it might be warranted. But when we look at this specific circumstance, this was an apartment complex, right? Um, Where was this individual going to go if they were to serve a warrant? I mean, it's it's not like they could have left through the back. They could have found a different way out. You know, and then think about it. You're in an apartment complex. You don't have oversight or sight as to who is going in and out of that building, who is in and out of that apartment um, in that specific time. So you're creating dangerous circumstances um, when, you know, you're intending to do something that you think is putting to help secure the safety of the officers. But again, in this circumstance, they actually increased the danger for the officers and the citizens in that apartment complex. So I think, yes, there are circumstances that might be warranted, but ultimately we're creating different dangers that we didn't intend, and this is the consequence of that. We're talking with Frank Abu, Abu Alnu, who was the president of the Minnesota, uh, Minnesota Association of Black Lawyers. We're talking about the tragic murder of Amir Locke, and you're calling it a murder. Why? I mean, it, 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 that's what it is. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, people can say, well, you know, there's circumstances where an individual, you know, it's not a murder unless they're proven guilty in court. But, you know, 
when you look at it, we, we've looked at the, the video uh, footage, you know, it's an individual murdering someone else. I mean, I, I don't want to get into the, the, the details of, you know, whether or not, again, that you can prove it in court or something like that. But when, I mean, if, if we were to ask anyone what this looks like, if you see it, the video camera footage, that's what it is. Um, so I, that, that's why that's why I use the word murder. So what would be the ideal legislation that you said to abolish the no-knock warrant except in extreme circumstances? Is there a better way to approach this where citizens are safe and police officers are also safe? There are also people as well. Yeah, you know, that is a very difficult situation. I think uh, what Mayor Fry is doing, I know there have been some critics of his, and I agree, you know, there are things are our mayor could be doing better, but he has been up to the task. And, you know, they're, they're bringing in um, consultants who also were the consultants uh, over in Kentucky when uh, with a Brianna a Taylor. So I think that's a good start, figuring out what we have in our system. I think, honestly, we need data. Um, part of the, the, the changes they made to our um, no-knock warrant procedures before was that the BCA, the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, would collect data on when they were executed, when they were asked for, and if there are any injuries or fatalities. I think we need to go a step further. We need to also collect data on where these no-knock warrants are being issued. Because ultimately, if they're all being issued in areas where there's you know, more BIPOC populations, they're the ones who are going to feel the brunt of this when it goes wrong. So I think we need to collect the data to understand how these are being used to best determine the best procedure. Ultimately, you know, I think there needs to be a ban because of our current circumstances. But I do understand folks saying, when we get to these extenuating circumstances, such as human trafficking, terrorism, uh, murder in the first, hostage taking, that might create circumstances when you might need a no-knock. But right now, just, you know, you can get a no-knock if you just prove that, you know, there's probable cause or it's reasonable for an officer to make a request. Um, there are three standards that we use in, in, in uh, the justice system and, and civil justice system as well, and I think they need to increase the standard that officers need to show in order to get a no-knock if they're going to use it at all. But again, I think that's a discussion that, you know, it's going to take time, but for right now there should be a ban so that we can have, that, those, have those discussions to make something that's really intentional and benefits all of Minnesotans. How can our listeners find out more about the Minnesota uh, Minnesota Association of Black Lawyers? Yeah, so we are, our website is mabl.org. You can find more information there. We have uh, certain pages directed um, directly to our community. So we have uh, pages for that and pages that also help them, you know, find lawyers if they need them in other circumstances. Um, we're also on Twitter, um, uh, Minnesota Lawyer, and, and um, Instagram as well. Frank Abu Anu, I can't thank you enough for being with us and sharing your insights from the perspective of the Minnesota Association of Black Lawyers with a specific focus on the Amir Locke uh, shooting by Minneapolis police officers. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. It's 820 in the city. On the way, Larry Fitzgerald is here. He'll be talking about Super Bowl and all things sports. Stay with us. It's 20 minutes past the hour of 8 o'clock. Nine, wake up, work out, come on.